Hi, it's Ethan Hayter and you're listening to Quick Link Podcast. Hi and welcome to Quick Link Podcast. It is Sunday, the 2nd of January, second show of the year. Today we had more cyclocross action with World Cup in Holst in the southwest of the Netherlands. And on our show is our most repeat guest, the first person to ever do the hat trick. It's our BFF. It's Cameron Mason. How are you, Cam? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, thank you for having me on again. Of course, always, always we'll have you on. Good result for you today. Are you happy with that? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, the level is really high at the moment. So 15th place is, yeah, I'm really happy with it. It's such close racing all the way through that you have to really fight for everything. And yeah, I was kind of fighting till the end and yeah, happy with 15th in an elite World Cup. So, yeah. And it comes on a bit of a good form for you as well. See, yesterday at Sven Nace in Baal, just, just missing out on the podium, but... Did that raise the spirits or so? Or? Um, yeah, I think my form is generally good. It's just I'm realising over the last week that it's yeah it's hard to be absolutely 100% in every race. So, like, uh, Asen Cross in Learn Out was a bit disappointing, just didn't feel like myself. And then got had a little bit better feelings yesterday in uh, GP Sven Nice, but today definitely felt, yeah, felt a lot better. So I think it, it looks good for the, the next kind of races. Oh, sounds good. So I don't think we've spoken. Obviously, I speak to you most days, but we've not spoken to you on the show since uh, pre Euros, and that went that went reasonably well for you. Sixth at yeah. uh, Col d'Avan. Euros was a funny one. Like I would race it a lot differently if I was to go back, but I learned a lot about how the other guys raced, and yeah, the level was super high there in terms of like there were like eight nine people really in with a shot at any one time so you had to just race a lot with your head and yeah i didn't race my head so um i kind of got a bit i got a bit mugged off for sixth place like I, it was my own fault really i had legs there to probably podium or win but sixth place was was what it was with uh, with how i played it so after taking a medal last time out in at the uh at euros surely you're happy with your progress on that one yeah i mean yeah, a medal last year and then sixth place season. It, it shows that I'm one of the top guys, but um, these Euros and World races, they're just like any other races. It depends on the course. It depends on who's going well, and um, there's nothing ever guaranteed, so you just have to race it like any other race. Yeah. And you bounce back straight from that to uh, third place on the podium at Tabor. So... Bouncing off upwards from there, that was that was a great day out. Yeah, yeah, Tabor was good. I was a lot happy with happier with how I rode it, just a lot more consistently, and just was it read the race a little bit better. So when the attacks did go, I was, I mean, I had to chase quite a bit because it just happened that I was surrounded by Dutch and Belgians. So whenever one of them would go up, it would kind of be a little bit on me to kind of close gaps, which was a bit tiring. But then, yeah, to come in third behind Camp and Hendricks is. Yeah, that showed as well the kind of level that I was on, and I think, and since then, that's that trend has kind of continued. Do you find that as a as a Brit, you find yourself a little bit isolated when it comes to World Cup races? If you're racing in the national colours, we're surrounded by the Belgians and the Dutch. Yeah, more so in the World Cups, just because everyone's obviously in that same jersey. So 
definitely at Europeans, like it was just so Belgian and Dutch. Um, so you're just looking around, yeah, and when, if there is ever a situation when there's both of them in a, in a kind of group, then it's, like everyone does just kind of look around to you. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, in the next few years, there's a lot of U23s coming up, and I think if, if a couple of them can get together in a course like Tabor and really put the pressure on for one of them, then team tactics are possible, but at a U23 level, it's quite hard to organize everyone into into one kind of cohesive unit because yeah you just naturally you want to race for yourself and cross is that's what it's like 90 percent of the time it's just that every so often team tactics do help um and yeah the belgians i think are a good example of are a good example of not doing it particularly well but that's just that's just how it is that's just not they just naturally ride very individually um and it works sometimes and then they look a bit stupid other times. So. <laughs> sure, sure. I think that carries through to the men's elite row team as well, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, so bouncing on from then, um, Courtrike, that went well for you. Just uh, your, your, the albatross. Yeah, I think Courtrike was just average. Uh, I made one of those races that I was just making silly mistakes. So uh, the pace of Pim was just out of reach on that day. But to still finish, yeah, 20, 30 seconds down on him on a heavy day is, yeah, it's good. But at that time, it, that was kind of the end of the first block. And I was pretty, pretty rough and ready to go and do some proper training because yeah, keeping the level up within the racing, it's something that, yeah, you have to get better at and you have to learn how to deal with the fatigue and, and how to train in between everything. So. And then that was the start of uh, was it a two week two week break and then you came back home to to here in the UK? Yeah, it was about a week and a half of training um, with the Trinity Road Racing Squad, which was which was good in many ways. Like to go somewhere with guys who aren't racing was quite nice. Just obviously everyone's asking like, oh, how's your racing going? When's your next race and stuff like this. But once they've asked those two questions, then it's just normal chat, which is nice. It's nice to kind of be in a different app, uh, kind of environment and yeah they're all super chill like road riders are very chill in uh, december because pre-christmas you're just trying to get back used to riding the bike so for me being kind of mid-season stuff it was nice a nice way to kind of yeah make me a bit more chill and and then just a good setting to to work hard on the bike oh, that's a nice vibe and obviously you came home and won both the double headers yeah I'm, Cabfield, I'm, just down the road yeah i'm glad i did those I think it, I look back and think that was a good decision to do two two races in the UK instead of Valdesol. Uh, from what I've heard, Valdesol probably would have suited me, but it's a big old trip, and uh, in a season like yeah. this with other big trips like America and and just just general racing and travel, I think to go home to the south of England and race there is yeah, a good way to get two good races, UCI points, and and all the rest and. Just general bit of morale as well. Like it's nice to win, and uh, it worked out well a couple of weeks later when I won again in something a little bit bigger. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to get onto that. I was going to say it, to get you to get your hands in the air. Uh, first time in a little in, in a wee while. Obviously, you had that Scottish uh, cross race. Was that this summer? Uh, Scottish road race. Yeah, I won a couple. Oh, that of was it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So you had you've got some practice getting your hands in the air this year. Yeah. But that builds confidence. Um, obviously, Rookman happened, Namur, and then Dendermont. 
talk us through it because I've never felt so proud of you, mate. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah, it's, it was a weird one. Like, there's not really much to say on it because it wasn't very tactical. It wasn't. It was just me riding at my level, and that happened to be the win. And um, that's kind of how I thought I would win a race like that. Um, I think. Yeah, I I kind of surprised myself in how fast I am riding, so it was that's what happened on the day. So my start was kind of average or below average, and uh, the kind of the race went away a little bit. But on lap two, I brought them all back, and then spent maybe one or two laps with Pim, and then just naturally worked out that I was I was faster in some sections. Put the pace, put the hammer down, and uh, and then rode the rest of the race just consistently, and the gap went out to thirty forty seconds, and. And that was that. So it's it's weird. Like the you do everything the same. You do you put one hundred percent effort in, and then sometimes every so often the things are set out right, and and the, the things are all in the right place, and you win a big race like that. And um, it's kind of comforting to know that I didn't do anything special. I like did my normal week. I went to the gym two times. I did normal training sessions. And off the back of that, I can go and win one of the biggest races in the world. So that's the kind of confidence in knowing that that's how it will happen the next time when it does happen. Yeah, I just need to do my normal things, normal routines. And when it's right, it's right. And the the things that are already within me, already pre-installed, they will they will do the business. Exactly. Yeah, just, just do the basic things and it will come again when the time is right. Oh, that's fantastic. So this past weekend, uh, so obviously Sven Nace yesterday, uh, Hulst today. Um, what's next on the cards? Because obviously there are things coming up. Um, there's Hulhem, is it tomorrow? I'm just looking at my calendar. Hulhem uh, on, sorry, on Tuesday, Herentals Wednesday. But as I understand, that's not your calendar for the rest of the year. What's the focus? Where you head in? Yeah, so uh, in one plan, I was thinking about doing Her- uh, Tiles X2O. Uh, I'm still third in the classement, so part of me is like, oh, do I want to kind of keep a hold of that and try and push on and stay with Tebow and stuff? But I've decided to miss Herentals, and the next race for me is National Champs. Um, after that, I'm going to go home for a week and a half, two weeks, and do my training block ready for Worlds. So um, it's... Yeah, hopefully this is basically the end of the curse period for me now, which was very successful because I won a race. Uh, and then National Champs is kind of hopefully just continue things onto that. And then after that is kind of turn the page, eyes onto the Worlds. Um, so my Worlds prep is, yeah, training at home. And then Hammer, Hugerheide, travel to Worlds, and then race race my last U23 Worlds. That sounds fantastic. I it's a shame we won't see you in Flamanville, but um, obviously I'll catch up with you next weekend. And uh, just outside Crawley or wherever it is, it's about three hours on the train from here. It's You've obviously got family in the area, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I've got family in Surrey and Portsmouth as well. So I've never been to the race. Uh, I think I'm having a chat with the organiser tomorrow night, actually, uh, in an interview. So I'll hopefully find out some more info. But yeah, we'll see. I think uh, the field... The, you know, everyone knows the level of British Cross is high, and to win a jersey like that, it has a lot more prestige uh, than before. Um, so that's the goal, and we'll see. 
time to add a striper jersey to the Scottish one you won a few years ago. Yeah, I, think, I can't remember the last Scottish champs I did. And since I last did a few Scottish champs, they've added, they've actually, they give out a jersey now. I don't think it's very official, but they do give out a jersey, which I think is cool. So um, if it gets more official, i.e. if Scotland goes <laughs> independent, then uh, I'll need to go <laughs> Hashtag vote, yes. Well, yeah, no comment. Um, so, <laughs> That's very diplomatic of you, Cam. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Scottish jersey is cool, and it's definitely for the youth categories. I think they should be given these jerseys because, yeah, of course, you, that's the perfect show-and-tell um, thing to bring in on a Monday at school is a Scottish jersey. Oh, absolutely. There's a bit of a, uh, a big Scottish scene in the cyclocross. So obviously, you've got yourself, uh, Rory, Corran, uh, who else is from up uh, that part of the world? Um, uh, there's Emily Clark Anderson in the world. Of course, yeah. yeah. And uh, Anna Flynn. And I think, yeah, the, in national trophy level, there's yeah massive, massive representation. And it's just a matter of time as as riders come up and when they go to Belgium. Um, and I think, yeah, you're seeing with Rory and Cor, and the more racing they do, like the more they're learning. And it's just, yeah, as an under-23, he, there's just loads to learn and you are on the back foot but um, the only way to learn is to just do it make mistakes and then that's I feel like that's what I've done for the last few years and that's paying off now that I when I turn up to a race even though it might be big and a couple of years ago it would have been big and scary and overwhelming I'm now in a position that I can just focus on the real things like the racing and the performance so have we had a sneak peek at the uh, Trinity kit for next year yet? Uh, yeah, I have, I have seen it. And um, yeah, after this cross season, it will be announced. And I think you will like it. There's, yeah, I guess the, probably the only thing I can tease is that there's two versions of the kit. So um, you Ooh. can look forward to that. Is that a race version and a fan version or a... Uh, racing and women? Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. I'm very keen for that because I think a, a training kit uh, adds a lot uh, as well so it'll be good oh lovely stuff well cam i'll love you and leave you i shall see you next weekend and i'll come and badger you somewhere in the pits as ever but thank you and all the best for what's coming up next for you and thanks for coming on thanks for having me thank you You've been listening to Quicklink Podcast, your daily microdose of pro cycling news and results. You can find us across social media at Quicklink Pod, or you can contact us by emailing show at quicklinksports.com. Share the show, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Bye now. <laughs>